If you want to win money in week 10, you need to identify the best plays on the slate. And I'm here to help you with that. Here are the must-have plays for week 10. And I'm beginning with my favorite pay-up option at any position. And yeah, he's the most expensive player. And it's going to be Tyreek Hill, who should be $10,000, but he's not. You see, what you get in Tyreek Hill is the player who is seeing over 11 targets per game this season, over 120 receiving yards, and 23 fantasy points per game. And last week, we finally got red zone work. He came into week 9 with just one red zone target on the year. Last week alone, he had two and found the red zone touchdown. So continue to play Tyreek more on the Dolphins later and if we're going to play an expensive wide receiver well we got to find some cheap options and one of those cheaper options is going to be $5,700 Jerry Judy who has now seen seven or more targets very quietly in four straight games he's coming out of the bye week and he's benefiting from playing with Russell Wilson out of the slot 55% of the time this year he's playing from the slot and it's leading to good usage especially after the catch this opens up more big play upside for him he's the number 13 receiver in yards after the catch and those yards after the catch are going to be beneficial especially in this matchup and that's why I I like his player prop. I've taken Jerry Judy over 49 and a half receiving yards this week. I have him in the 60s and you can do it too with a free bet if you would like with the link in the description below on prizepicks.com. So we've hit on an expensive receiver, a somewhat cheaper. Let's find a guy in that mid-range. And I'm looking at $6,900 Amon Ross St. Brown who hasn't scored over 14 points since week three, but he's been injured. Last week was his second game back from injury. And now he set a season high in snaps in back-to-back weeks with 93 and 95%. And last week he ran 100% of the routes for the first time this season. So he's finally healthy. It's just now a matter of time. And he saw nine targets, so it's not like he's not getting open. He has now averaged 10.8 targets over his last 11 healthy games. And he'll be facing the Bears' number 22 secondary this week. Expect a nice week for Amon Ross St. Brown. So that's a lot of wide receivers. Let's talk running back. Starting with some sneakier running back plays. And we can start with David Montgomery, who's not picking up a lot of ownership. I believe he is going to be a leverage play, meaning he is lower owned than he should be. The most important thing in fantasy DFS is leverage. Now, despite the Bears saying they're going to go to the hot hand approach, and start using Khalil Herbert more, we're not really seeing that. Because if we look at the snap count of David Montgomery, over these last five weeks, he's played 70% or more of the snaps in the games, including the last two games, 72% and 70%. He's not losing work to Herbert. And even with Justin Fields being mobile in the red zone, Montgomery has two or more red zone touches in five straight games. And now he enters a game against the Lions' bottom 10 run defense, ranking 24th this season. So consider Montgomery and this next guy. And that would be $5,500 Najee Harris, who if you watch our main slate videos, you know I don't think he's that great but for the context of this one week he's just 5500 he's priced around a bunch of backup running backs like Deion Jackson and Naeem Hines and I'll say it again he hasn't been great he's number 64 in running back efficiency and now there's rumors that Jalen Warren might start seeing more work the rookie after this bye week but I don't think it's all going to come at once and he'll face a Saints defense that is continuing to see injuries and play worse against the run ranking 17th versus the run and of course if Najee was picking up ownership I'd have no interest here it's mainly the price point and likely around five percent ownership and now let's talk quarterback starting with six $6,700 Tua Tagovailoa, who I believe is a fantastic play. Basically, every single week, he's been great and under-owned. This week, he'll finally get his credit and pick up some ownership, but not all that much. Tua is perfectly executing this offense. He's number one in efficiency, number five in accuracy. It's basically just get the ball out quick, get it out accurate to the fast guys who can get yards after the catch and Tyree Kill and Waddle, and he's doing that. He's been a top five QB in back-to-back weeks and now has the second highest team total on the slate, coming in at just 7% ownership in the DFS blueprint on Patreon, a five-step system to help you win more and stop hitting the deposit button check it out and not to mention he faces the Browns number 31 defense a great play this week I enjoy two of double stacks this week with Tyreek and Waddle and I also enjoy his over 265 and a half passing yards I have him above 280 yards this week you can take this with a free bet up to $100 with a link in the description on prizepicks.com you just use the code sal22 on prizepicks.com and anything you put in they'll double up to $100 a free bet you put in 20 you get 20 you put in 50 you get 50 all the way up to $100 ruskies and now we can transition to the tight end position with $4,200 Pat Frymuth oh man 
man. I love this guy. He's coming out of the bye week and he's looking good. With Kenny Pickett this year, he averages 12 fantasy points per game and seven and a half targets per game, which is top five tight end usage. And over the last month of the season, mainly with Kenny Pickett, he is the number four tight end in overall usage. Only Kittle, Andrews, and Kelsey have seen better usage. This is great for the second year player. And speaking of Kelsey, he's $7,800, $2,500 more than any other tight end. And it is a fair price point because he's scoring 38% more points than any tight end this season. Even at the price point, he's a top three tight end this week, averaging 9.6 targets per game and more than 200 air yards than any other tight end. Just massive, massive ceiling here. And let's keep this tight end train rolling. $4,100 David Njoku doesn't practice Wednesday, but he said he's going to play on Sunday. So just keep an eye on this. Now, before injury, Njoku is averaging over 11 fantasy points per game, a borderline top five tight end. He was quietly running 30 routes per game, which was fantastic for tight ends. And he quietly ranked eighth in tight end usage. All of that plus increased slot usage is great. If he plays, consider him and this running back. And that would be Damian Pierce at $6,300. He did pop up on the injury report, so just be sure to track that, but he just had a career day. In week nine, he saw 27 carries for 139 yards, both season highs and career highs for the rookie, and now he's going to have a fantastic matchup. He faces the Giants' number 26 run defense, one of his best matchups, if not his best matchup of the year. This defense allows the seventh most rushing yards to running backs. Damian Pierce is top 10 in rushing yards and fourth in broken tackles against the Giants' tackling team that is just average. It's a good spot. And it's also a nice week for Josh Jacobs at $7,600 to bounce back. But right now, he's the third highest on player on the slate, surprisingly, according to the DFS blueprint. So I'm not as gung-ho to get him, but the field is smart. Yes, the Colts have been fine against the run, but they're giving up catches to the running back position, and Josh Jacobs has been elite in so many efficiency metrics this year. Yes, Amir Abdullah has been seeing a little bit more passing game work, but Josh Jacobs' work increased last week, and he still ran twice as many routes as Abdullah. He is the clear back here. And now the Raiders are six-point favorites this week. In his career as a six-point favorite, he averages 17.2 points per game and over 20 total touches per game. It's a nice spot for Jacobs. I have been projected for around 95 rushing yards this week, but his prop is only at 75 and a half. This is an official bet for me. I have $50 on this one. I like this one out of the ones we talked about so far. The most go and get this Jacobs prop with your free bet on prizepicks.com linked down below. And you should go and play this next wide receiver. And that's going to be Darnell Mooney, who is a wide receiver one on his offense. And we're going to, this is going to be a trend during this video. $5,500 for a wide receiver one in a really good matchup. And now more on that matchup in a second, but last week, 17 and a half fantasy points on eight targets. He now has 7.8 targets per game over the last month of the season. He's starting to heat up. And he's benefiting from Justin Fields running. When Justin Fields runs, it keeps the defense honest and it opens up easier passes for Darnell Mooney. And Mooney is number six this year at getting open versus man coverage. So when you're going to have easier passes and you're getting open, yeah, it's a nice recipe for success. And not to mention he's facing the Lions 30th ranked secondary this week. Very, very nice. And now next up, let's talk about a guy who's kind of going under the radar because he was just on the bye week. And this would be $7,000 flat CD Lamb, who's going to be facing a struggling Packers defense. And he's coming in lower owned, just around nine or 10% owned in the DFS blueprint on Patreon link down below. But he's coming off of a nice week, 18.8 fantasy points on seven targets right before the bye. And now in his career with Dak Prescott as a starter, he averages 14.7 fantasy points per game. And keep in mind, this also is with plenty of games with a guy like Amari Cooper, who is no longer there. So you should expect Lamb to be around a top 10 wide receiver this week. And this next guy is my favorite quarterback. As of right now, I think Patrick Mahomes is a great play at $7,900. He has the highest team total on the slate, but not just the highest. It's a 30 point team total, which is fantastic, especially in today's NFL where there's not a lot of points, but it's four points higher than any other team. Normally it's a point or a point and a half. Four points higher is significant. And in games when the Chiefs have a 30 point total, Patrick Mahomes averages 20 27 fantasy points per game. That is GPP winning scores. And you should feel good about him sustaining this type of production because he's throwing over 41 times per game and he's facing the Jacksonville Jaguars number 27 secondary this week. All things look fantastic for Mahomes. Don't overthink it. And don't overthink his player prop. It's just that 290 and a half passing yards. I have him for 
13 passing yards this week go take the over with that free bet on pricepicks.com now if you're gonna play Mahomes, you want to stack him up and travis kelsey is expensive so we need to find some cheaper guys here as well one sneakier option who's only coming in around five percent on right now is marquez valdez scaling who look i get it he has not been great just eight targets over his last three games however he's continuing to run routes in this offense 33 routes run per game and playing over 70 percent of the snaps now if we do look at this his routes on the season so far this number right here is the percentage of routes he's running compared to the dropbacks for patrick mahomes so basically how many times he's out there for a passing play and this number has normally been in the 70s right here you still see in the 70s it goes up to the 80s fantastic but lately it's dropped to just 70 percent and 63 percent these are season lows this last two weeks and that's because Kadarius tony got involved last week and mccall Harmon is playing a little bit more and even mccall Harmon last week ended up seeing his snaps decrease a little bit compared to previous weeks because Kadarius tony was there it's basically this big four or five wide receiver rotation but mvs is the cheapest option even cheaper than Kadarius tony even though he's running more routes and he makes your stacks work and hey if you're enjoying this content be sure to subscribe for more now a player who's going to be significantly owned potentially the highest owned player on the slate pushing towards 20 plus percent ownership is the most expensive running back saquon barkley and a big reason for this is look the dude's just great he's his entire offense but he's facing the texans dead last ranked run defense and boy oh boy are they abysmal and now this week saquon's a six point favorite the bigger the favorite you are for a running back likely the more carries and the more fantasy points but he's really never been a six point favorite in the past when he's a favorite in general he averages though nearly 17 fantasy points per game now he's a touchdown favorite expect even more points and now another running back who's picking up a lot of ownership and he should is $7,100 Travis Etienne who is the perfect runback option in these Chiefs stacks but he's maybe gonna push towards 25% ownership and now it's hard to blame people because he's scored 26 fantasy points per week the last two weeks and he's the clear running back seeing 20 plus touches a game now between Etienne and Saquon and even Josh Jacobs at higher ownership I'm definitely taking Etienne here he's the cheapest and he has the most versatility and he's a nice runback option in Chiefs stacks so there's a stack that we have but if you didn't want to stack up the Chiefs another nice option is Justin Fields who won a lot of people GPPs last week he faces the number 30th ranked Lions secondary and there's a lot of things to like beginning with the fact that not only is it a poor secondary in Detroit but they allow the fourth most rushing yards to the quarterback position and it shouldn't shock you when I say that Justin Fields right now is averaging 67 rushing yards per game the second most in the NFL for a quarterback so consider Fields and then I must mention that Josh Allen he has this injury that's going to make him day-to-day we don't know if he's going to play if he does he faces the Vikings 25th ranked secondary they've given up the ninth most passing yards this year and he does become a solid play I would prefer though Tua and Patrick Mahomes either way over Allen this week now this is a lot of guys we're discussing here we need to find some value let's talk tight ends and I'm shocked that this guy is still this cheap $3,400 for Greg Dolchitz the 11th price tight end on this slate even though he's been performing like a top five tight end yes I did not stutter he's averaging 12.1 fantasy points through his first three NFL career starts for a rookie tight end this is as rare as it gets on nearly six targets per game in those three games he's already seen five deep targets of 20 plus yards for a rookie tight end if you see five deep targets the entire year that's considered good he's done it in three games so yeah you should strongly consider greg dolchich he's a starting potential top five tight end who's priced nowhere near it. and another tight end price way too cheap is at thirty eight hundred dollars dalton schultz who has now seen his snaps increase for three straight games and seems healthy right before the bye week he quietly had his best fantasy day of the season with over 13 fantasy points and since dalton schultz became the starter in dallas with dak prescott at quarterback over 20 games he averages 13.8 points which would be top three amongst tight ends this year okay now i want to talk about leverage plays and as i touched on earlier leverage does not mean you're just low owned it means you are lower owned than you should be it's relative it means you have a better chance of being in the winning lineup than people are thinking and the dfs blueprint on patreon will help you identify these leverage plays and put you in a better position to actually win money which is maybe something that you're not doing you want to do we can help you with that and now to talk about some of these leverage plays Jalen waddle at 7600 is fantastic he's less than 10 percent owned and i do not understand it i'm confused by this i thought he was maybe going to be one of the highest owned players i mean he's been a top eight wide receiver in back 
back-to-back -back week. He's going to be paired up with Tua, who's been having success in past week. It's interesting. So, I mean, I'm just not going to overthink this one. He's fourth in yards after the catch, meaning he has big upside. They're scheming plays for him. He's averaging nearly eight targets per game. It all looks good. And it all looks good for this next leverage wide receiver. We discussed earlier how Darnell Mooney is a 5K wide receiver, even though he's the number one receiver on his team. Well, Cortland Sutton is $5,600 as the number one wide receiver on his team. And look, Sutton has had three bad games in a row, but one of those games, Russell Wilson got hurt. The next game was Brett Ripon as the starter. And then there was the third game, which is the concerning one. And now in this game, he had just one catch on four targets for two fantasy points. But again, it's just one game. Let's not forget over his first five games this year when Russ was healthy and now Russ coming off the bye is healthy. Sutton was a top 12 wide receiver, meaning he should be priced in the 7K range. So play Sutton and then consider this next running back. And that would be $8,300 Derek Henry, who sadly broke his streak of 25 plus touches in five straight games, but he still put up 26 and a half fantasy points, scoring twice and going over 100 yards on just 17 touches. Now he's a three point favorite and should still see 20 plus touches this week, but he's priced right next to Saquon and they're coming in at similar ownership. I have Henry for about 15%, Saquon for around 20%. I'd prefer Saquon there. And now a nice running back at just $5,900. He's basically a starting running back. He's coming in with just 5% ownership is Jamal Williams. And I say this because last week, DeAndre Swift, who has been battling injury, only played 10 snaps. Jamal Williams played over 50%. And now there are some reports that Swift is going to be ramped up this week, but I just really doubt it. They've been saying that for a month now. He has not cleared 55% of the snaps, seeing his season low last week when active. And very quietly, now you have Jamal Williams ranking top five in red zone touches, and he faces the number 30th ranked Bears defense. It's an interesting spot for a lower owned back. And now another quarterback to mention is Matt Stafford because he got put in the concussion protocol on Wednesday. He has not been good this year, but he's only 5,600 versus the Cardinals 28th ranked secondary. Earlier in the year when he faced them, he did not have Allen Robinson playing better like he is now or Van Jefferson. The only reason he's worth mentioning is because of the matchup and because of the price point, but obviously track this concussion news. And now assuming Stafford plays, I like Cooper Cup at $9,000. The problem is I like Tyreek Hill more, but it's only if you're going to be playing these stacks. Otherwise, go to Tyreek Hill, go to Justin Jefferson, go to DeAndre Hopkins. Now, you know how good Cup is. He's averaging 11 targets per game, but his matchup might be even better. All of the Cardinals cornerbacks rank outside the top 65 corners in coverage this year. And now let's continue this theme of wide receivers in the 5K range, even though they're their team's number one receiver with $5,300 Brandon Cooks, who look. Only 73% of his targets have been catchable this year, meaning 27%, over a quarter of the balls thrown his way are not even catchable. And he's only top 15 points one time since week one. Davis Mills has not been good. However, he's facing the Giants number 31 ranked secondary this week. If it was ever to happen, it would be this week. And hey, he's only coming in at 3% ownership in the DFS blueprint on Patreon down below. That is fantastic. I actually really like Brandon Cooks as of right now. And now this next wide receiver is at least a cheap option for you. And that would be Wando Robinson coming off the buy at 4,700, kind of operating as the Giants number one wide receiver right now. But there's one major issue. Robinson has not seen a single deep target this year. So when your team is not getting to the red zone often, and when they do, they run the ball and you're not seeing downfield usage, it's really hard to have a big fantasy day. But the hope is that after the bye week, they get him more involved downfield and even in the red zone. Now, another cheaper leverage play who's even coming in lower owned is going to be Foster Moreau at 3,200, assuming Darren Waller is out. Now, very quietly with Waller out, he's been seeing five targets, five targets, nine and five. I mean, this is fantastic usage for a $3,200 tight end and he's getting red zone work. Now, these are some of the players you must have if you want to win on Sunday. And if you want to see all of the best leverage plays and who exactly I'm playing and how much of them I'm playing, well, then be sure to tune into the Sunday How to Win a GPP podcast in the DFS blueprint on Patreon exclusive link down below.